Do you ever wake up with the I don't want us, like a really bad case of the I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that? You look at your day and you just want to pull the covers over your head and hide. You know what I mean, right? In this episode of the Niche Podcast, we're talking about what to do when this happens, because let's face it, it happens to all of us. And when it happens, it can definitely keep us stuck. Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche. It's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Veronique Valencourt. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Niche Podcast. I am so glad that you are here. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do when you get a bad case of the I don't want us. Sometimes it's the I don't want us, but sometimes it can also be the I can't do this, I don't know how, all those sort of mind garbage thoughts that come into our brain that keep us stuck. Though I'm going to use throughout this podcast the term, the I don't want us, I want you to be thinking about any thoughts that come up that just sort of keep you stuck. It's too hard. I don't know how. It won't work. All those thoughts are sort of interchangeable in my mind for the I don't want us because they keep us stuck and they keep us from taking any kind of real meaningful action. So I have to tell you a story about this because full disclosure, my brain spends more than 50 to 75% of the time in this spot. And I used to think that it was a really big problem. I totally buy into the drama of it. It would sound something like this in my head. I don't want to get up and shower. I don't want to go exercise. I don't want to see my clients. I don't want to record my podcast today. I don't want to write the copy for my email and send it out. I don't want to do any of this. And then my brain would say, let's go watch Netflix or let's take a nap or go read a book or just scroll on social media. Go ahead and blow off everything you have to do on your list today. Go ahead. You can do it tomorrow. And I would spend a lot of time fighting with that voice and arguing with it and trying to ignore it and spending a lot of time just focused on it. And it took up a lot of energy. Not only did it take up a lot of energy, but I'll be full disclosure, sometimes it still takes up a lot of energy. I felt like I was in this bad soap opera where I was living a blow by blow and it felt horrible regardless of what I did. Now, here's a funny part about this particular podcast. I've already recorded it and I sent it to my podcast producer and the sound on it was off. And so he said, I need you to re-record it. And I totally got a case of the I don't want us. So it's sort of ironic. Here I am, you know, talking about this and I'm re-recording the episode on the I don't want us. So clearly, For me, even though I'm talking about this in a way where it sounds like I've conquered this, I haven't. It continues to be a problem. And I suspect it'll always kind of be there, that voice. When this voice shows up, it says, you know, I don't want to. And then something else happens. My brain goes, now stop it. You should want to be doing these things. Or I don't want to you're so pathetic. Why don't you stop your whining and get yourself going already? What is wrong with you? 
oh, this is so hard. Why do I have to record this podcast again? You're just being lazy. Quit it. Just get your booty in gear. Or I don't know where to start. Would you just please stop it already and stop being such a loser? So here's the thing. Talking to ourselves like that and beating ourselves up like that never gets us anywhere. And our brains sometimes will do that. In fact, my brain still does it. And I've been working on this for many, many years. So I can't claim that I have perfect mastery at it. But I realized at some point that on the days where this showed up, if I just got going anyway and just let the voice buzz there, once I started moving and taking action, it had less of a hold on me than I expected. And things did not go as badly as I thought they would. And part of my brain realized that the I don't want us and it's too hard and I can't do it and I don't know how and I'm confused. All those thoughts were actually inaccurate in predicting the outcome of what would happen if I just took some action. I'd get up in the morning say even like this morning, and I'd get my first cup of coffee, even though my brain was like, stay in bed. I don't want to get up. And I felt better. I'd walk around and I'd do my journaling and drink my coffee. And then I'd feel even a little bit more better. That's a word, more better. Uh, Or if that's a proper expression. I would go to do my exercise like I did today, even though I didn't want to. And even though the first five minutes were a bit of a slog, I felt so much better when I was done. And I would say something as a, before I got on the bike to myself like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. Why do you do this to yourself every time? And my brain would be arguing with me that getting on my bike and working out would be a bad idea. But then once I was done, I always feel better. I'd shower and get dressed for my day. And even though the dread might still be there looming sometimes, I felt like I could at least feel put together. I'd go see my clients, and even though I was hoping the internet would crash and I'd have to cancel all my calls, by the time I started, 10 minutes into the session, I hit my groove and I was like, oh yeah, I totally do have the best job in the world. I would record my podcast, and even though I'd rather have a root canal or give birth again, it just wasn't really that bad once I got started. I felt proud and relieved and maybe even a little surprised because I was buying into the I don't want us. But sometimes I was also just glad to have it done. And that was enough too. I'd write my copy or email my list like I have to do today. And even though the I don't want us were there or I don't know hows or all those were showing up, if I just went ahead and wrote it and didn't let that voice take much of a hold on me and just accept that it was going to be there, that I needed to show up for my people, the problem with the I don't want us, the volume would get turned down. And after I've done all those things, even though it wasn't always easy and it continues to not always be easy, like having to re-record a podcast that you thought was in the can... I realized that I felt way better than if I had just watched Netflix and blown it off. Really so much better. Taking action always feels better than staying stuck in the I don't want us, in the confusion, in the I don't know hows. Our brain and our body 
is wired to try to save us energy. And often it does that to keep us safe. The I don't wanna's, the I can's, and the I don't know how's are really nothing more than brain garbage that's trying to save us energy and keeping us safe. And our brain has this outdated operating system because we don't really need to save any energy. There's plenty of food and exercise is good for you. And, you know, we're not having to live in a world where there's limited resources and we're safe. And no one ever died from sending out an email or re-recording a podcast or doing all the things that are on one's to-do list. So I started to realize and continue to remind myself that if I don't fight the I don't want us and I just let them be sort of the way a parent does when a child is throwing a tantrum, they just let them have their tantrum as long as they're not like sticking a fork in an electrical socket, but just let them have their uncomfortable feelings and be okay with them being there that the I don't want us dissipate somewhat. Sometimes they don't totally dissipate and I just keep moving forward and I take my micro steps and I take my mini steps and I talk to myself about, I know you don't feel like doing it, sweetheart, but if you do, you'll be glad when it's done. The same way a parent would talk to their child about getting, say, a shot. You get much more accomplished that way. And the I don't want is sort of lose hold. And then you get things done and you're accomplished and you feel better. I have to also tell you something else that I find super interesting. I had to replace my judgment of myself. I shouldn't be like that. What is wrong with me? The I don't want is shouldn't be there. This sure is a big problem with something else. Curiosity and self-kindness, or what I like to call compassionate curiosity. I get it. You really don't want to do this stuff. and But trust me, once you do it, you'll be glad it's done and then you can move on to other things. Even though you feel like you don't want to, doing this will make you feel better once it's done. And I act as my cheerleader rather than my worst critic. The I don't want to sort of, again, loosen their hold when I do that. So compassion for yourself instead of judgment of yourself, that there's something wrong with you for having uncertainty and fear. So next time you have a case of the I don't want us, I want you to try this out. Be patient with yourself. Be kind with yourself. And let curiosity seep into your brain. And watch yourself and see what happens. And think of it as a daily practice, this compassionate curiosity with yourself. And this recognition of when you're judging yourself and it's really not serving a purpose. You're beating yourself up because we don't really do that with anyone else if you think about it. Like you'd never dream of talking to a friend the way you talk to yourself when you are in judgment of yourself, beating yourself up. You'd be horrified to ever speak to anyone like that. Well, why would it be okay for you to speak to yourself like that? So knowing that this voice is going to show up, being kind with yourself, being accepting of the fact that the I don't want us and all that brain drama will show up, and that's okay, that your job is just to continue to take micro steps to allow that voice to be there, 
like a heavy backpack that sometimes you're going to have to carry. These are all things that will help you take action. Being kind to yourself, being patient with yourself, speaking kindly to yourself and recognizing when you're not doing that and pausing and being the watcher and paying attention to these things as opposed to living and being in the drama of not only the I don't wanna's, but then that really horrible self-talk that you have for yourself when you're feeling stuck. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't get you into action. And it ultimately doesn't give you any results. It's you being a bully to yourself about a very normal, natural process in the brain where our brain is trying to keep us safe. I first learned about this concept and want to share with you that if you're looking for more information about this, from a book and one of my mentors, Martha Beck. She wrote a book called Finding Your North Star, and she identifies a concept of what she calls the inner lizard. And it's like a little voice that's telling you how horrible all the things are and how really horrific things are going to go and it's going to be bad. And rather than fighting those things, fighting that voice, fighting that part of your brain, you look at it with curious compassion and you go, now, now, it's okay, little fear-mongering part of my brain. You can be there. She refers to it as your inner lizard, Martha Beck does. It's okay, little inner lizard. You're allowed to be scared and in confusion, but I'm not going to let you run the show and I'm not going to let you drive the car, but you can sit in the back seat and I will let you be there and I will be kind to you and I will say, yeah, yeah, thank you for the input. Here's a little treat. Here's a lollipop. We're going to let you be there, but then you talk to yourself with compassion, you talk to that voice with compassion, and you take action despite the fact it's there, and you don't take it seriously. So to wrap this up really quickly, the concept that I like to use also with people when I'm talking about this is the idea of Chicken Little. And Chicken Little is a fable, which many people probably know, but not everybody, If you haven't, you probably need to go check it out. But essentially, Chicken Little is running through the barnyard going, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, it's horrible, everything is bad, everything is horrific. And other barnyard animals come and gather around him and they say, where did you see this? And they go and they stand under an oak where the Chicken Little had been having that experience and that they realized that What Chicken Little thought was the sky falling was simply just an acorn falling on his head. The animals in the barnyard don't beat him up. They allow him to kind of freak out a little bit. And so when your brain goes into the I don't want us, the I can't do it, the it's too hard, the I don't know hows, I want you to remember that fable because That's your chicken little voice thinking the sky is going to fall when really it's just an acorn. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you are having the I don't want us and I can't do it and I don't know how when it comes to choosing your niche, 
Well, come check out my course, Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. It just launched. It's full of all the goodness of today's podcast and helping you work through to find a niche that you love efficiently, quickly, and effectively so that you can get going onto the other things that are necessary when you're starting a business. Mm-hmm.